Hi, ho, podcast Doritos. <laughs> and welcome to Chris and Matt, right of Blockbuster. That's my classic introduction I do for every episode. Nobody can prove otherwise. Every single episode of the podcast starts with me saying that, which isn't based on anything either. It's a thing I came up with entirely. <laughs> you, didn't ha- you didn't have to take credit for all of that. I do. I made it up. I made up that I'm not, I'm not riffing on any sort of popular culture, what I say to our listeners at the beginning of every episode, as I have done from episode one of this podcast, uh, which if you listen to this one, you haven't listened to the first episode, I got bad news for you. You don't know what's going to be happening. <laughs> yeah, this podcast. yeah I, got bad, I got bad news for you. You're listening to a bad podcast. Yeah, yeah. one, that, two, a bad podcast where you're going to be completely lost, because <laughs> this is one of those podcasts, it's like a, like a welcome to Nightvale or something, where you can't really just like jump in because there's like a story going on uh an ongoing narrative an ongoing sort of yeah and then when you try to jump in you realize very quickly that you can't pay attention to it because it's too intricate (laughs) yeah it's just like there's no dice it's like uh you gotta be there from the get go yeah to go get it's not like back in the day when like sitcoms were like not serialized so like you missed uh, because they used to say i don't know if it was true or not but the attitude was is that why every sitcom used to open uh X show is shot before a live studio audience just to get you back up to speed with what happened before. Yeah, before that there was a live studio audience, but I think it was, I don't know if it's anecdotal anecdotal or like actually true, but they used to say that like back in the day of like television, like an avid viewer of a show was considered to be somebody who watched one out of every three episodes. Mm. Like that's why, so that's why television was so like, you know, episode by episode, like you could miss a couple episodes of Cheers and you wouldn't really miss out on anything because... R- right, because as soon as you start up an episode of Cheers, you get like bars through the ages and you know <laughs> yeah. that this is a show about an old timey bar with people who always look the same. Yep. And like you watch I Dream of Genie, it's like, you know... Uh, you go and you get the little beginning where Jeannie's dancing around and like you know or what have you. And maybe you heard the song in an advertisement on Nick at Night that was a parody of Suzanne Vega's Tom's Diner. Mm-hmm. That was about uh, I Dream of Jeannie because it had the da 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 da, which is similar to that song. It's like all I remember is uh, uh, he found a little bottle and out popped Barbara Eden, but she couldn't show her badly butted. All she did was blink. Da, 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 I remember da, this, da, da. yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, my entire uh, life has been building to me remembering that <laughs> brief snippet of an IGP. How do you feel now? Fulfilled. I feel like I finally uh, realized my purpose uh-huh. in this world and I have uh, brought it to made manifest. Of course, now I have no choice but to just uh, walk into the ocean and, uh, and let the sea take me away because there's nothing left for me to do. Hey, maybe you'll planet. go full circle and end up on a deserted island where you'll find a bottle Ooh, with a genie in it. If only, uh, you know, or maybe I'll just find uh, a CD, a Christina Aguilera CD with a song genie in a bottle on it, but like no a, CD player. A it'll, CD it'll single. Yeah, uh, 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 single. <laughs> like a, a what? Like, a, like, you know, there's singles, like singles on cassettes. Yeah. I tried to portmanteau CD and single, and single was like. Sedingle? <laughs> I think that's the best I could do uh, uh-huh. in terms of trying to portmanteau uh, CD. Uh, as like if I tried to combine say the actor C Thomas Howell and a CD, obviously I'd just be like CD. Hold on one second, just vamp for a second. I think my dog is throwing up on my couch. All right, well you know if there's anything I know how to do, it's vamp. So I can just keep talking about how. So you got 
see Thomas Howell and you got CDs. If you're gonna make a CD say dedicated to uh, songs about C. Thomas Howell, you'd call, you could call it CD Thomas Howell, and it would be. Or of course, there's also if you're talking about shows. Okay, that, I hope you didn't uh, say anything okay. too terrible. Uh, my dog Seth almost threw up on my couch, and then, like a good trooper, swallowed his own vomit. <laughs> so uh, you named your dog after the main character from. The movie we're writing. Yeah. Well, uh, what I thought was, you know, you want to bet on a winner, and this is going to be one of the biggest blockbuster franchises of all time. Yeah. I say, why not name uh, my dog after one of the most beloved characters in all of cinema? <laughs> yeah. Before it happens. Or, yeah, because afterwards, everyone's going to be naming their dog Seth. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, I bet on the wrong horse when I named my two horses X and Sever. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because like, I was like, well, they're gonna be racehorses, and they're gonna be such successful, such successful racehorses. They're gonna be racing against each other in the Kentucky Derby. It's gonna be a real X versus Sever situation. And either way, I'm gonna be going ballistic. So it just made sense. And then I had to put them both down uh, because you know, because so you, you had you had two racehorses and you killed them. Yeah, because not because they were bad horses, but the movies bombed. I said, well, that's a bad omen for these horses' lives. And so I, you know, took another lesson from a different movie, the movie They Shoot Horses, Don't They, starring uh, the, the murderous Gig Young and also Jane Fonda, who, as far as I know, has not uh, committed uh, any crimes other than crimes uh, against the American flag when she hung out with those Viet Cong or whatever. Uh, but remember, that was the thing that was popular. She was very, she became very unpopular in this country. And now she's on Grace and Frankie with Lily Tomlin, you know, speaking about... Oh, man. Nothing has made the urinal cake distributors more excited than the fact that Jane Fonda is back in the public consciousness. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, I saw one of those in a... Were you, what, were you drinking at a VFW? <laughs> I was at a wedding reception. At a know. VFW? I, yeah, I think it was. And so... I was uh, at a wedding reception at the beginning of Deer Hunter and... <laughs> Yeah, and we all decided to go to Vietnam. As you know, Mao did he Mao, and I became uh, preoccupied with playing Russian roulette uh, because I'm Christopher Walken. He got an Academy Award for that movie, didn't he? We should have him in this movie, but just to dance. We'll yeah. have we'll have like some like we'll do that over the end. Well, he'll, well, the, well, Christopher Walken won't be in this movie. The character for the Fat Boy Slim video will yeah, be in this movie. Exactly. We'll we'll play, but we'll it'll play be like in the Fat Boy Slimiverse. Yeah, just like the video for Praise You starting. Spike Jones. Yeah. Well. Now, now, uh, Wolf of Wall Street is also in the Fat Boy Slimiverse. Yeah. Spike Jones is in the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, he's also in Moneyball. Yeah, I mean, hey, if you want to put him in a movie about buddies and balls. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's certainly. Some, I mean, well, Jonah Hill takes out uh, his character takes out his penis in Wolf of Wall Street, which is very close to his balls. <laughs> Yes, he does. He <laughs> takes out that big floppy penis. He's got those fake teeth. Uh, that was a very uh, interesting, uh, a lot of interesting choices made in that film and with that character specifically. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, certainly. I mean, the movie's got his, you know. He looks own. very, he looks very, he looks and acts very funny in that movie. Yeah. It was also sort of at the uh, beginning of the Baconissance or whatever. Mm hmm. The, because like you know, like uh, when he was still, like, he was like still real skinny from his uh, Dallas Buyers Clubbing. But uh, I don't know if Dallas Buyers Club had hit the screen. Did yet. you call it Dallas Buyers Clubbing? <laughs> That's the verb for when you make a Dallas Buyers Club type movie. You go, it's a oh movie. Was... yeah yeah yeah. So uh, wait, is that just being a movie where you're really skinny? So is <laughs> Christian Bale was Dallas Buyers Clubbing and the Machinist? Yeah, 
basically okay. yeah yeah or like uh yeah like um other actors who've gotten uh donnie Wahlberg in the sixth sense was uh, uh dallas buyers club and <laughs> he got real skinny and then he shot bruce willis spoiler alert oh wow wow eight and a half minutes into a eight and a half famous movie eight yeah. and a half minutes into this podcast you spoiled the sixth sense yep and eight eight and a half famous movie <laughs> followed yeah. f- followed by the beloved nine yeah everybody loves nine <laughs> yeah uh, every everybody loves raymond everybody hates chris and everybody loves nine yeah and everybody likes um uh umbrella to share pork. i don't know why <laughs> Of all the movies. <laughs> yep. Everybody likes Umbrellas Cat- of Cherbourg. <laughs> the Catherine Deneuve musical, Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Yep. Which I'm probably not even pronouncing right because it's French. Yep. Everyone's <laughs> excited about playtime. Yep. Everybody's ambivalent about the Cider House rules. <laughs> hey, I think it rules. Well, I guess it's uh, an ironic title then for my... Movie Wait, the cider house or the cider house rules? Because I think the cider house rules, but the cider house rules, I think it's uh, I'm ambivalent towards it. Rules of the cider house. Uh, hey, what if have... what if the tagline of the cider house rules were <laughs> rules were meant to be broken? I think it should be no rules, just right. And they're like, wait a second, they said there was yeah. rules. Yeah, then, no <laughs> rules, just fear. And the, and then the movie, you know how in the movie Ghost Story, uh, directed by David Lowry, starring Cash never saw it, but um, I'm listening. All right. Well, there's a scene. Uh, spoiler alert, kind of. There's a scene. There's spoiler alert. There's a scene. <laughs> no, that's kind of what happens in the scene. In the oh, scene, okay. the character played by Rooney Mara. There's like a scene of her eating like an entire cake. Basically, it just like sits Rooney on her Mara. Eat- what was her name? Looney Mara. This one. It, but but it just sits on her eating a like a whole cake. And I'm saying that in the in the version of the Cider House rules that has the tagline "No rules, just right." We do a unbroken long take of Michael Caine eating an entire blooming onion, and that is what I was building to. We we do this. <laughs> yes, it's gonna be our next movie. It's a this is gonna be this is gonna be in this movie. Fine, we'll put that in this. We have a lot of long and broken takes in this movie. Like most, like, most of those long and broken takes feature someone in the scene making the gesture of stretch as if they're pulling dough apart in their hands. Yeah, we maybe we can have them actually pull some. Maybe we'll have somebody make like, I know there's like a some lot taffy. of songs. A lot of songs get played in their entirety in this movie. A lot of things are happening. Like, I have no idea how long this movie is going to be when all is said and done. Like, it feels like it's going to be short, but with all the scenes that we are, like, we like, describe as basically being, like, you know, full on broken scenes of things happening, it could be, like, five, ten minute scenes. This could be, like, end up being, like, a three hour movie, for all I know. Uh, it's like, you know, crazy things are happening. Man, crazy things in this movie, which is called Seth Christ Colon Ballistic Reckoning. Also, this is a podcast where we're writing a movie, an episode by episode. <laughs> We write new scenes, and it gets increasingly obvious that we're less and less interested in writing the movies as we just talk about bullshit for over 10 minutes to start the episode. <laughs> but, yeah, so that, what Do we, we have to write an, a scene? I think to keep the premise of the, of the podcast going, uh, we kind of, we have to have, like, you know, a scene happening, like, you know, because, like, and like so people can you know learn movie writing or whatever bullshit <laughs> like you know follow the process of his writing this yeah movie. everything needs a hook for no reason yeah especially the uh blues shower song hook oh, and uh 
the movie, any movie involving Peter Pan needs uh, the hook or a hook. And it, course, um, I want to say there's a sequel to Peter Pan where there is no hook, but uh, I can't think of it. Well, doesn't he die in the... Uh, yeah, he gets, he gets eaten by an alligator. TikTok the croc. Uh, well, I mean, you as you, I believe, as you learned in, in the in the movie Hook, he survived. Ah, that is kind of a sequel, but it has Hook in it, uh, and of course, there's Frankenhooker. So that's a that is a Hook in it, a Hooker mm-hmm. uh, who's a Frankenstein lady, I think. I haven't seen it. Some sort of like you know, uh, exploitation film which uh, delivers what it promises. Also, the exploitation film I saw while scrolling through Netflix one uh, evening uh, was, I believe, it was called. The zombie stoner and the co-ed or something. It's I figured it delivered what it promises, but I you know was like ah. Eh, and of not. course, and of course, uh, the famed exploitation film "My Boyfriend's Back" by famed director Bob yeah, Balaban. Bob Balaban. Yeah, uh, delivers what d- delivers what it offers. Uh, yeah. My boyfriend's back. Yeah, and Bob Balaban, he's going to direct Seth Christ Cole and Ballistic Reckoning. <laughs> we we are put you know. How can he resist? It's not, I mean, like, look, if we said, oh, Steven Spielberg's going to direct this, he'd be like, I'm too busy making Ready Player 2, the sequel to Ready Player 1. I'm too busy trying to keep Netflix. Now, is that is that movie play- Ready Player 2? Is that Ready Player and the T-O-O? <laughs> like, oh. I'm also Ready Player? It could be, or it could be Ready Player T-O and just be like a completely nonsensical, <laughs> be like the movie Dumb and Dumber 2. It, like, and we could, we could fold Harry, oh, Harry and Lloyd uh, find themselves in that game in Ready Player One, and like they're going around trying to find whatever bullshit is in that game or whatever to like become the Jedi Master or whatever. But they're dumb, so they have a lot of problems doing it. And then they go through a place that has just a bunch of Jim Carrey's paintings in it, because that's probably what you have to do to get Jim Carrey to like be in like a movie. Now, like Jim, we'll showcase some of your artwork in the movie, <laughs> and he'd be like, "Sure, show some of my paintings of Donald Trump or whatever other stuff he's doing." And then we'll also the those counter- paintings are good. The counterbalance it will have some of uh, George uh, W. Bush's paintings, and also uh, some of uh, uh, George H. W. Bush's paintings. I don't know if he has any. But, I mean, he's dead now, so he can just put a brush in his hand and, like, you know, uh, floop it about on a, yes, a canvas. Floop it about. Yeah, do that on a canvas, and then technically he'll have been painted by uh, George Herbert Walker Bush. He's dead now. He has very little agency over what happens to him because he's a dead man and not like uh, Johnny Depp in the movie Dead Man, directed by Jim Jarmusch. Okay, uh, let's get to the episode. We yeah. are 15 minutes into this, and I don't know where this riff you're going on is going, <laughs> nor do I care. Should we say that we're Chris and Matt? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, never mind. It doesn't matter who we are at this point, because uh, well, you you know if you're listening to this probably because you're probably not diving in, and if you did delve in and this was your first episode of this podcast to listen to, you are not listening to it right now. Only previous listeners are listening to this podcast at this point because there's no way any newbies have held out for this long through what we've subjected them to uh, to start this podcast. So the next scene, of course, you know, the last scene of the movie was all about passing that Bechtel test, baby. But now have we got something uh, yeah, a we're gonna, for you? Yeah, we're going to erase all that by showing Seth awake. In his cell at the CIA headquarters. That's right. The last four episodes <laughs> have been a dream. It was all a dream. Notorious Big Guy G style. Did, he, did you call him Notorious Big Guy? No. 
<laughs> I call it Notorious Big IG. I would say Notorious B.I.G., of course. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But I, we all know how much Notorious B.I.G. was hoping that one day Tim Burton would uh, adapt the, the screenplay Big I. Of course, if we were uh, playing the improv game Acronimble, where when somebody rings the bell, you take a uh, acronym and then you have to use the letters of that to start the next uh, words in your sentence, I could be like Notorious B.I.G., <laughs> being the... Big, uh, industrious uh, guy. So that's what I would say. And then the scene would continue. Uh, yes, and the scene would continue. That's <laughs> <do>. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's an uh, uh, improv game that is, you know, uh, terribly uh, well. It's not like, you know, hoedown. I wish I were dead (laughs) without that improv game. Uh, Hoda or uh, the one where, like, you uh, people, like, get their bodies moved, like, you know, moving statues or whatever it is. I don't like that one. Okay, Um, so Seth wakes up. Like, let's, his, just, uh, let's just play Hoedown instead. <laughs> I don't know how to play Hoedown. <laughs> you, you've never seen Whose Line Is It Anyway? Uh, I have. I've never seen them play Hoedown. Yes, uh, you it, have. They like play at the end <laughs> I, of like... I haven't. I've seen it like a couple of times. I don't I don't know it that well. Fine. It's like a, it's like a singing improv game. <laughs> uh, you do... oh, I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> the song goes like this. <laughs> oh, geez, I just knocked over my mic. I was I was rubbing my eyes in frustration, and I knocked over my mic and nearly stopped the recording, which means we almost had to do this again. This is the best episode of not just this podcast, but any podcast I've ever been a part of. Speaks to the quality of the other podcasts you've been a part Ooh, of. Ooh, burn on former podcast partners of mine. Burn on my brother. Get, uh, and me. And you. And uh, our friend whose first name I don't remember. <laughs> I, I think I, Who I, recently I, deleted the Facebook page of our old podcast. Yeah. For no reason. What the fuck was the point of that? I almost stopped him from doing it. Me too. I was like, there's no point in deleting it, but there's no point in keeping it. I was just like, why did that cross his mind to do that? I liked it. I liked it as a move. I liked it. Oh, God. It made me laugh. It was... uh, I have a Facebook page, like an author's page I never use, but everybody who follows me on there thinks I'm a Nigerian gospel singer with the same name. So all I'm followed by is, like, Nigerian people who, like, uh, think I'm, like, the Nigerian gospel singer. I'm not. Cool. I'm, I'm, not Nigeria, I'm not a Nigerian gospel singer, and I'm not uh, the Chris Morgan who wrote Hobbs and Shaw, the upcoming uh, movie starring The Rock and Jason Statham. Oh, is so, it the uh, Fast and Furious? Yeah, the spinoff. But when I'm in this writer's guild, because of the success, Seth Christ Ballistic Reckoning is going to be so successful, they're going to make me the Chris Morgan of the guild. They're going to make him change his name. So yeah, Chris he, Morgan, parentheses, two. Yeah, two Chris, two Morgan, he could call himself. <laughs> okay, so uh, where are we? So, Chris, uh, so Seth, wakes, Seth wakes up, and he goes, it was, goes, all, a it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up Magazine. <laughs> yeah. And he realizes that he's still trapped in CIA headquarters, mm-hmm. um, and that well, he needs to get yeah. out. 
WNBA headquarters, which we found out is located under CIA headquarters. Because yeah. he was walloped upon the head after killing uh, Slugger McGillicuddy. It turns out that he was walloped upon the head by uh, Rip Torn and thrown in a cell. So that he'll, and then, so he doesn't know what's going on. And like, man, he's, there's nobody around. He doesn't. There's nobody. Like, there's no other like prisoners down there. It's not going to be a situation like. Um, there's no mm-hmm. V for Vendetta situation going on where he thinks there's a prisoner, but there isn't. It's all a ruse being portrayed, done by Hugo weaving in a mask to. Uh, but he he does have uh, some sort of he does have some sort of tracker on his phone or on his like watch or something that he yeah. can see where he's at, and he yeah. realizes that he's in CIA headquarters, and he and he says to himself, "Oh my God, that means the CIA and the WNBA are the same thing." Which is information the audience already has. Yeah, because somehow he realized that it is like dream. Because like yeah. he's also he he he. So do we pass the, do we pass the Bechdel test if the scene between of two of them talking to each other? Don't ask. Don't ask. Okay. Don't ask that man? question. We cut to Jane Doe, who's in her office just upstairs in CIA headquarters, mm-hmm. typey, typey, and type. she's going. She's like, I have to bring this information that they're going to kill the president to the director of the CIA. And she knocks on the director of the CIA's door, and she opens it up, and who's in there but Rip Torn? Ooh, Whoa. Not J. Jonah Jameson. No. Nope. Rip Torn. Wait, no, J. Jonah Jameson's the editor of the Daily Bugle. <laughs> yeah, he's also, remember, he was the boss of the CIA? No, he's just her, he was just her, her oh. direct supervisor. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I just said that I want to be clear. Anyways, yeah, Rip Torn. Yeah, so it's so Rip Torn. He's the leader of the WNBA. He's the leader of the CIA. He successfully killed the president. He's got a volcano sort of lab thing going on. It's gonna blow up the Yosemite. Oh, volcano. does that mean Bill Nye is still around? Yeah, Bill Nye's okay, still great. alive. Cool, cool. Yeah, he hasn't been killed. He's still alive. He he did still work on the volcano, but he's stuck for the WNBA. There's so much accurate information in this dream that Seth had. Yeah, is he some sort of precog or maybe? Save something. We gotta save something for the sequel. Yeah. Okay. Called, true. This uh, consider those last three dreams like that scene in Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice when Wonder Woman watches a bunch of trailers for upcoming movies. Yeah, it's like that basically. <laughs> yeah, like oh cool. yeah, uh, for whatever the sequel is gonna be called, like uh, Seth Colon. Um, Seth, you... Co- Seth Colon. <laughs> <laughs> I just be called that Seth Colin. Yeah, I just be called Seth Colin. And be like, wait, is that this? Uh, is that, did you mean to say Seth Cohen, the main character from the OC, as portrayed by Adam Brody? I'm like, nope, we're not talking about Adam Brody, uh, the actor from. Yeah, this ain't no movie with no Adam Brody. Yeah, uh, I was trying to think of the movie he's in with Leighton Meester and Gillian Jacobs. Where he dates Gillian Jacobs' character, and Gillian Jacobs tries to set up uh, Leighton Meester's character with like a uh, somebody on a date or something. And it's a good movie. The solid sort of like you know indie Slim comedy. Slim fan. Oh, if only. Oh, oh, oh! I was watching an episode of uh, the Match Game reboot uh, recently, and Erica Christensen of Swim Fan fame was one of the panelists. And at the end of like you know at the end of the game, like whoever wins or whatever goes over, like you know chats with the uh all the panelists and like you know you, you can hear it going into the commercial or going into like they'll play like under the end credits and this a woman uh uh you know a middle-aged woman of some uh, went up to uh, erica christensen and was like 
it's so nice to meet you. I'm a huge swim fan fan. And to me, that was the strangest thing I've ever heard anybody say on television. And I've seen episodes of Twin Peaks and the X-Files. And nothing was stranger to me than hearing somebody say, I'm a huge swim fan fan. I think that swim fan has a cultural relevancy that has far exceeded like its actual uh, place in like, that genre. Because it's very well remembered. Yeah. And that's my thoughts on Swim Fan. Anyway, yeah. so Rip Torn's like, this is an important document that showcases a terrorist activity that may threaten life on Earth as we know it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take this and do this to it. And he puts it up his butt. Oh, wow. And, yeah. You know what? And, I almost said that. But then I was like, nope, Matt won't like that. And then you uh, went there. Yep, he, just... he wiped his butt with his record contract. I love this guy. He wipes his butt with it and then throws it away. And Jane Doe says, so Jane Doe goes, that's disgusting. Yeah. And Riptoid says, what do I, what, what the hell do I care? I'm a successful terrorist, you yeah. idiot. Yeah, and I'm a very, I and you're like not going to stop me ever. because the president is already doomed, and he turns a computer screen around, and it shows a bathroom at the Staples Center where the Clippers yeah. are playing, and yep. uh, the president. There's a henchman with a gun to the president's head. Mm-hmm. They're just waiting for the fake Seth Christ to show up to uh, frame Seth Christ for what happens. And then kill the president, replace them with their... Um, That's the whole, uh, Oh, my gosh. That's when the fake Seth Christ kicks open the door and is about to kill the president, but then kills the the other henchman in the bathroom. And Rip Dip shit goes, Giuseppe. Oh, uh, yeah, he kills Dip shit Giuseppe. It's Dip shit Giuseppe's uh, twin brother, Dip shit Giuseppe. Giuseppe. Yep. And he takes off the mask, revealing that the fake Seth Christ is <gasps> Ducky Darns. Oh, what a twist. A <laughs> yeah. double twist. Lots of twists uh, happening, yeah. and that's where that scene ends. Wait, and then... Uh, oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> One quick thing. As you're stunned by that, we have a nice blow on the scene where um, uh, Rip Torrance on AOLO is a messenger, and he gets a message from somebody with a username, SwimFan. <laughs> and that's the end of the scene. <laughs> we gotta work SwimFan in there. But yeah, Ducky Dars, that's... That's a crazy twist. People are going to love it because Ducky Darns is a beloved character in the Seth Christ universe. Mm-hmm. And everybody thought he was dead. And, and now he's, he's the alive. only He's the only character of significance that actually died in this movie. Well, uh, Oh, right. Dasha Today Slayer. also died. Dasha Slayer. Uh, di- yeah. um, Dipshit Giuseppe. Now Dipshit Giuseppe. Uh, Slugger McGillicuddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, maybe Zendaya oh, should have done this. Yeah. But, hey, oh, well. Uh, hey, hey so, yeah. oh, well. <laughs> hey, oh, well. <laughs> com. <laughs> Slash Keywords, Adea. <laughs> okay, Zendaya so that's uh, that's that episode. Wait, I was about to say Zadea is Michi because I yeah. want to make that a thing again. Because <laughs> like people have forgotten by by this point, so we could probably just like take it and make it our own and like mm-hmm. claim it like we're like fuck Jerry or the fat Jewish. <laughs> yeah, we just steal a joke from someone else. <laughs> yeah, we will. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be the like because like everybody's like down on fuck Jerry. Somebody's gotta yeah. step into that. Everyone's uh, down on fuck Jerry. So someone else has to step in and steal people's jokes. And it me. Oh wait! Yeah. Before we before we wrap this up, steal. Speaking of stealing jokes, still, isn't there a special oh. episode of Thirty Rock you have to not remember? Yeah, we gotta think about. Um, 
Well, there was like the um, one episode where like a, it's like a, it's like a the there's like a Christmas episode, and like a uh, um, like uh, uh, Liz Lemon's family comes to visit, and Andy Richter plays her brother who still thinks it's like the year 1990 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of funny jokes about that. I don't remember any of them, but uh, he's about to go on a he's about he, to go yeah. on a ski trip. So he thinks he thinks it's like permanently like that day or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's like a joke where like um, he says something like uh, about like how some like guys like asking about like Liz Le- and like Liz or whatever. And Liz is like still pretending like a teenage girl. And he's like, oh, gross, whatever. And then her mom goes, actually, I heard he's uh, you know single again. And she's like, oh, really? It's like a funny bit. But I don't really remember the lines exactly. So yeah, it is that's a funny that's, bit. That's the, this episode's uh, uh, edition of the segment. Um, uh, uh, half remembered oh, thirty rock quotes. And now it's a new segment, dogs uh, barking. Seth, Seth gets annoyed. Yeah. Seth, no. That's a line you can put in a movie, Seth, no. Yeah. Well, uh... All right, this dog... Yeah. Yeah. This dog is uh, tired of hearing its name repeated <laughs> constantly, so I think it's we should a, sign off. Yep, uh, Twitter, uh, at CNN, right B. I'm at Chris X Morgan. I'm at M Shimkowitz. I'm Matt, by the way. Yep. Thank you, and apologies to uh, Gabber Media. Listen to their other better podcasts. Uh, subscribe to their podcast on iTunes or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Subscribe to us if you want to. Uh, you'd have to go back and listen to the beginning to get everything. Thank you for listening. Thank you for indulging us. This has been Chris and Matt, right? A blockbuster. Uh, see you uh, next time. Hasta la vista, baby. It's another original phrase.